Kayanos, fresh tongues. Kayanos, fresh tongues. A new depth, a new fountain, a new depth, a new fountain. Kayanos! I sing another song, you will now join us. For some of us that went on a Holy Ghost spree at Enugu, I'm not talking to people like you. <laughs> it was such a time before God this weekend. We want to thank God for His benevolence, we want to thank Him for His provision. In everything, both the resources, the resources of material things, the resources of men, and the most important resource, the resource of his presence. The presence of God was so strong and so thick. Ah. Sometimes after service it will seem as if nobody should go. We want to thank God for his preservation, for his protection. You know, throughout, even the people that traveled in from everywhere around the state and even outside the state, God kept them. Some people have even traveled to Benin, then from, from Benin to Enugu, from Enugu to Benin, then from Benin to Nebu. Mr. Voice, I celebrate you. <laughs> so Mr. Voice attacked me on on Facebook. Is he 
birthday wishes. That thing is it birthday wishes. Or are you using style to attack me? I, I beg, forgive me. Oh. I didn't know the thing is still penning you up. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay. So I want you to clap for Jesus in the next one minute. Don't stop clapping. I sing song. Have I sang any song? What was that song he sang? That one. Who remember? Aha. Play that one.
the challenges that Jesus had in the days of his physical ministry is communicating what is his burdens, especially in such a way that it can capture what exactly is in the heart of God. How does an eternal being speak to a man that is bound within? How many dimensions do we have now? Where is Caleb? How many dimensions do we have on this physical earth? Three dimensions. How does a dimensionless being communicate the exact reality of a matter to a person that is found within three dimensions? How many dimensions does God have? We don't know. How do you communicate something in such a way that it will bear the same meaning in bore with me? I am the one. Are you getting the point? I am the owner of the same reality, the same truth, the same essence. How do I communicate it to you that is bound within three dimensions? And that's one. Because the three dimensions capture space, what of time. Are you getting the point? And this is one of the challenges that Jesus had when he was here upon the face of the earth. The challenge of three dimensions. The challenge of space, distance, time. Back again, oh physicist, space, distance, time. This is the challenge that Jesus had. And meanwhile, the body must be discharged. The body must be discharged. So, how does he discharge a body? Considering the fact that if he tells you something, you will not even grasp. Sometimes God can speak to you. You won't even grasp how important the matter is. You can look at it and say, What is so big in this? Was so big in this that it is actually something that can hinder what God is doing in your life. What's so big in this? Why not God remove it? Let's just be moving ahead. Since other no. Something that looks small in our realm can be very, very big in God's realm. And that is what I want to teach you. This thing here is something that is small in our realm. But this thing can mess up the purpose of God. God can build something big and eleven can mess it up. Eleven. So the challenge of God here, are you with me or is that many times Jesus appears and he wants to communicate something. Who does But it is a challenge God telling you certain things that is captured within his realm, considering that you are from Bogidi. The only way for him to speak and you will understand is for him to use the things that is captured within the surroundings of Ogilvy to begin to teach you. Many times he will use the things that you pass through, the things that is prevalent around your neighborhood, around your extended family. And that is why many times your calling and your strength and skill is captured within that. Even your weakness and your strength is captured within that environment. Because that is the best way God can show you manifest himself, manifest his education within your context in such a way that you can interact with it. So if God comes now and tells you priesthood, even if we have not fully explained priesthood, you have known that people can speak with, with gods. You know that people can change form and become a lion and become a, a cat. Is it not true?
somebody like him, something deeper captured within his realm. He begins to teach you such a thing. Borrowing instances of experiences and circumstances within your own environment. Are you getting? To teach you something that is divine. That is what is called a parable. Because there is no way we can teach you so that you will be able to touch the essence of that thing. Except for the fact that we took something heavy and put it inside a little story. So if you check the whole of Matthew, Jesus gave a lot of parables. Meanwhile, the things he's teaching is heavy. For example, Jesus will come and say, a, a man was moving and then he saw a field. And then he noticed precious treasure within the field. And then he rejoiced and didn't tell anybody. Went back, sold everything he had and bought the field. Why did the man buy the field? Is it because of the field? No. But because of the treasure that is within. The man was willing to sell everything he has. And I've told you people, when God gave us Jesus, he gave us everything. When he gave us the Holy Ghost, he gave us himself. What is the price that God paid, paid to buy back this earth from from, from the, the place that it was sold to. Remember, remember, the Bible said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but what? Have life. That means, listen, that means that the reason why God paid for the earth is not because of the earth. The reason why God paid for the earth is for whosoever believeth. Whosoever what? So the earth on its own cannot cannot doesn't make reference but for we to get those people that are included in the whosoever believers we might have to buy the earth buy the world are you getting it but the world is the field what we are looking for is not the field what we are looking for is what the treasure but it so happens that the treasure is where in the field now jesus comes and gives such a parable and captured within it a mystery that is in the Godhead, a mystery that captures God's purposes, the extent that God went to redeem man and what is actually important to God on this earth. So within that frame, you can understand if you will be able to demystify the parable what is actually God's need on earth. So, the treasure is you, but not just you as an individual. The treasure is as a corporate house of God. Satan me, house of God. The people that can house God. The church. The church is what God saw and then sold everything and bought the field. Meanwhile, within the field, what he's looking for is what? The church. So, what, when you say the church, what does it mean? You know already that the church is gotten from the Greek word ecclesia. What is ecclesia? They called out people. That means God bought the world, then called out the treasure from the world. That means what he's looking for is what? What he's looking for is what? But for him to get to the treasure, he has to what? He has to buy the field. Imagine something as deep as this, and they just told the parable in two verses. <laughs> Does it not bother you? It doesn't bother you. <laughs> Something as deep as this. And because Jesus is so limited in communicating this kind of body, he just told it in 
in a parable of two verses. Meanwhile, this is something that captures. You can't move it away. You can't tell God achieve your purpose with my life and say we cannot move that away. Because if you can demystify that parable, you will understand why God have to move the way he moves and why he did what he did. Because anybody that came and said, God, Jesus died, you know, for the world and all that. Why will God do all that? But you wouldn't know that what God saw. What did God see? Hmm? And this is some of the questions you even ask yourself. Because I ask myself, sometimes I ask God, what, what did you see that you are using me? If you don't see that, you will make mistake. One day you will, are you with me? One day you will think that God is using you for another reason outside of the reason why he is using you. And then, are you getting where I'm going now? And then you begin to um, think of yourself more than you ought to. Because the emphasis that you are making as the basis of God using you or doing certain things in your life is already faulty. Are you getting the point? It is because you have not found out the treasure. The treasure. The Bible went ahead and explained to us that we have this treasure in 18 verses that is in subjective context. Meaning that what is important is the treasure. If we don't find out, because the treasure is what God is interested in. If we find out that treasure. We will now know why God will spend anything to shift you from, from zero to, to 80 in less than two years. How? Are you not thinking? What is the treasure? What is the treasure? What did you see? What did you see? What is on your mind? What are you trying to explain? Because your whole life in the last three years is a parable. Have you been able to understand it? <laughs> Including the life you are living is a parable. So if you don't find the treasure, you, you, you will just be living a life that is full of mysteries and there is nothing to explain it. You are just hanging in limbo. I say the life you are living is still yet a parable. Are you with me? If you are not able to sort out the parable, there are many things you will not be able to align to. There are many things you will not, you will not know the things about your life that you have to hold with all your might. Take everything, hold that thing, hold it. Because according to the parable that is being told through your life, that is the treasure. Because God in heaven has a purpose. And his purpose can only be achieved if he can lay hold on that treasure. It is when we get to the book of Ephesians that we found out that all of God's purpose from time to eternity is captured within the frame of the body of Christ. That body is the organ, is the house, is the vessel that the Christ has possessed from his office. And I hope you know that the purposes of God, all that God has done is in Christ. All that he will do is in Christ. Eh? And everything it takes for him to do it is where? In Christ. So what happens is that if Christ is both God's resources and God's means, if he wants you to do something, he will bring you into Christ and then bring Christ into you. That is the mystery of achieving the purpose of God upon the face of the earth. There is nothing bigger than these two things I said. And that is what the Bible said in the book of John chapter 15. He said, abide in me and I what? In you. And then that is the recipe for fruitfulness. Now if this is true and we have been able to sort out the meaning in 
subjective, I mean one-on-one -on -one context. What does it mean if we want to talk about the fact, of course, you are not the only one that Christ is working in. He's working in this man, working in this lady, working in this lady. Are you getting the point? That means there is something God is doing that is beyond the individuals. So if God inhabited us one, one after another, it means that he wants to have a corporate entity, a corporate house that is his habitation. Are you with me so far? Then if that is it, it means that God must possess us. If we come, what, what is really the burden of God? If you search deep, you will find out that the treasure of God is having a place where Christ can fully find expression. So I've told me parable. But today, the parable is the parable of the leaven. What is leaven? What is leaven? You. Uh, what do you mean you don't know? Tell us, try. Don't you have Bible? You didn't come with Bible. Huh? It doesn't matter. Are you not a Christian? Uh, a Christian going to fellowship with our Bible. Where is your gun? Those days when we are small, they say, you are going to work with our knife, without, oh, without gun. Don't you have phone? Android phone? There is no Bible in it. But there is Facebook in it. You don't use phone. Okay, but you have WhatsApp. But you don't have Bible. <laughs> okay, so. Lawa, what is leaven? Sit down, sit down. Somebody get mic for him. I, I already like what he's saying. Where is Mike? Okay. He said it's from the Jewish food. Seems as if he has gone to Israel. Give him, give him. Here. Pay attention. You you don't know. So you need to hear. Huh? I, think sit down, sit down, don't I think it's from the Jewish food that, that the Jews used to eat. Mm -hmm. uh, the bread. So Jesus used to say about uh, living, I think... I don't know about it, but I just know that it's, it's the food that Jewish people used to eat. So after me, food that Jewish people used to eat. <laughs> Go and give AJK so that he will tell us. Oh, you don't know who is AJK, you are in trouble. Oh, Usher. They don't know your members. It is a thing added to all these that added to things you bake, like baking stuff to make it Did you hear what he said? Did you hear me? Come again, let's hear you. It is the agent kind of ingredients or they add to baking stuff to make it rise. Like it helps it helps um bones, cake and all these things to rise kind of is living. Things are correct. Hmm? So we are taking it as what you add to what? Give her, give her, give her. Mm -hmm. Okay, actually he's correct. 
looks like the yeast that will help the bread to rise. Okay, the yeast that helps the bread to rise. Yes. Do we all agree? If you don't agree or you don't totally agree or you have something to add, good doza, you have something to add. There might be somebody that has something to good doza, Antonio, who has something to add. Okay, come and give innocent. The way he's looking at me, his eyes, there is a little more answer in his eyes. <laughs> oh my God. I think I go contrary to what they said. It's a bread without, without listen, listen, listen. It's a bread without yeast. Is what? A bread without yeast. Leaven. Yes. So did you hear what he said? He said a bread without yeast is leaven. Who agrees? We have two school of thoughts here. Huh? So why did you make your? Why did you have? Why do you have your pull? Why do you take this position? Is, is there any practical experience? Is there any proof? Give us, because, um, wait. Even if all of you say she is correct, if you are wrong, you are wrong. Majority doesn't carry the vote in the face of evidence. The problem with Nigeria, everybody will be going. Even when they know this one is right and this one is wrong. Oh, yeah. You see, they, are, they don't, David didn't like you. He just off your mic. Praise God. Hallelujah. I, I think in my former church, um, we were told that, I don't know if I'm still correct anyway, I can't really remember if I was told listen, that, listen, listen. yes, that um, the, the, that bread we use in communion mm-hmm. is actually what represents yeast. And it doesn't have, I mean, it's actually what represents the living bread. I doesn't actually have yeast. So, um, I think there is a gap in knowledge. Instead of leavened bread, I think it's unleavened bread. See, everybody yeah, yeah. Amen. But it's good. Don't always agree. Like you that agreed now, do you know what they said? Come and give her the mic. What is leather? Look at the person I'm pointing. Red, red hair, red hair. Your sister is here. Don't worry. If you miss it, she will answer. Okay. In my own understanding, leaven is something you add. Ah. There is something. There is. An explanation I'm waiting for that can help your life. Give, give my brother, give my brother, and then give. Uh huh. Level is something that can. No, sit, sit down. Don't worry. Is something that can anything that can cause an effect or make something to change from one form to another. Make a bringing a different shape of that means to okay, it, can change, it can cause it to to change shape.
So he said that leaven is something that can make when you add it to something, it changes the shape. Hmm? Okay, give pressure so careful. Praise God. Hallelujah. Uh, living is um, an agent that is a ferment is a fermentation agent that makes something to rise. So it it makes the dough or the substance in question to pass through the process of fermentation where bacteria act upon it to you know break down the stuff and in that process the dough gets to rise. So do we take this explanation? Huh? Come and give this person. She said no. Clear your doubt in Jesus' name. Um, I think that leaven is a substance agent, as everybody has said, that you add to uh, mostly big things to make it rise in size. And I don't know if this explanation you're looking for, but that a little leaven, if you add it to like maybe something that is small, just a little leaven, the whole thing will just become big and rise. But if you don't add that leaven, it will just remain small. So the leaven is actually used to increase, like kind of increase the size of the thing you've just baked. But, yes, thank you. No, finish, finish. But It doesn't really mean, like, if you, you can bake two breads now, and maybe use a lot of flour to bake this one. But the amount of flour you use to bake this other one, eh, to the size it will be. If you add leaven to this one, the thing will just rise, will go to the size of that other one. Thank you. But it's obvious that the original substance didn't change. Is it not true? <laughs> so it's okay. Let's continue. What we did is just to bloat the thing. The weight, the weight is not affected. Is it not true? Let's see a scripture. Let's start from there. Let's start with a scripture. This is a very serious matter. Amen? Amen? Amen. You know, the context, the... I, mm, if you check scripturally, now we explain uh, dietetics, what we think, baking and all that. But according to the scripture, the days of the leaven was when the children of Israel were passing. That's when God began to make the laws of the leaven. We are passing from Egypt to, to the promised land. And he told them a few things. Put this um, blood on your lintel. If you are going, eat unleavened bread. Say after me, unleavened bread. I'm not sure there is still, there might be unleavened physical bread now, but if you ever do it, your business will go down. Hmm? So it was in the context of Passover. So after me, context of Passover. Now, this is the emphasis that God is trying to make. He's trying to say that um, 
that there are things that can pass over with us to the other side even though everything or most of the things that we have is good are you with me that that small leaven that small leaven can finally make the whole lump now remember what we added is smoke is like a catalyst is like what? A catalyst. Sometimes very small. Added like a reagent. And then there will be all kinds of things will be happening everywhere. What you just added was small reagent. So God is trying to say that if certain things passes over to the other side, if we allow because according to the scripture in the New Testament, of which if we have time, we begin to speak about it. The Bible is trying to say, both Peter, I think in the book of 1 Corinthians, the Bible said that since we know that we have passed from the old kind of life as a result of the fact that we have accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior and moved over here, it means that what we have is what we partake in is the bread of life. And I need you to understand that the statements and explanations of Jesus is always captured within context so that the meaning will be consistent. For example, when you talk about leaven in this context, it's about bread. And when Jesus speaks about bread, he speaks about what is eating. Say after me, what is eating? And the Bible told us in the book of... Um, Matthew, Matthew chapter 4 verse 4. Show me, show me, show me. I just want to lay an emphasis for you. I just want to explain something for you. Because according to Jesus, what he actually meant by leaven is doctrine. Are you with me? Okay, the Bible said here, But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not what? Live by bread alone, but by what? every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. So the scripture is trying to say here that just as bread is for the physical body, just like food is for the physical body, in such way is the word of God for the spirit man. So whereas this bread now, physical bread, is physical food, the word of God is what? Spiritual food. So when Jesus came and told you, are you with me? When he came and began to teach the parable of the leaven, he is trying to, he, it is within the context of food that is assimilated. And in this context, he is using a physical food, but the emphasis is actually what? Spiritual food. Because when you, go, as I will show you, when Jesus spoke about the leaven, he is talking about the doctrine. Because when he was explaining to his disciples, the disciples even say, Is it because we have not eaten? <laughs> Jesus said, no, you people are missing it. It is not because you have not eaten. It is because of the teaching, the doctrine, the doctrine that is prevalent. That is why I'm trying to show you that even if, are you getting the point? Even if it looks like something is good, that there is something hidden within it. And the whole manifestation, the whole things that you are seeing is being powered. That catalyst inside is actually the real thing. So what is grown, no matter how big that bread is, it will not be able to produce the result that we wanted because there is a leaven inside. And the Bible said a little leaven affects the whole lump. Now this is the 
what I'm trying to say. Let's assume, are you with me? Let's assume that there is something good you are actually doing for God. And then, one of those doctrines was able to penetrate even the good things that you are doing for God, on behalf of God. What will happen is that that leaven will leaven the whole lump. At the end, within the context of what God calls spiritual food, doctrine, it will not pass. It will not pass, not because what is being said is not good, but because there is a leaven in it. You are not with me. <laughs> Caleb, are you with me now? You can teach everything good. And as I was saying from yesterday at Enugu, when I say doctrine, from I've taught you people before that doctrine is gotten from two Greek words. Number one is what? You. Huh? Okay, number two is what? He said didache. Number two is what? Didascalia. One is a culture, a way of life. Even though we did not say we should do like this, but they said people from Newe, they do like this. They, they, they will say, have you not found? They said they don't kill snake. They don't do this one. They do this one. They do like that. Were you there when they discussed it? The information is being passed from one generation to another. There are things you can come to. Maybe you come to tent like this and I don't know where you came from. And then you now remove your clothes and your chest and you are rubbing your stomach. Ah. People will look at you like they will just they will find this clothes they used ushers used to cover and quickly cover you and take you to one side. They will assume they are not angry with you, but they are assuming that you don't know. That's why you behave like that. Are you with me? Even though it was not written at the door, even though no paper was given to you, but it is obvious that it is a doctrine because people are living by it. So in this context, it's a culture. A culture is like an unwritten doctrine because that is what people live by. That one is actually more powerful. When we now begin to teach a culture, it is now the Daskalia. And that is why the Bible said of all that Jesus began to do and to teach, it means that accurate teaching is both when you are living, you are teaching. When you are also speaking, you are teaching. Are you getting the point? So one dimension of that word doctrine is the one that you are living. And another dimension is the one that you are what? Saying. The one that you are speaking. And according to the scripture, the real authority in teaching of doctrine is actually generated from a lifestyle that supports it. There are many things you did in your denomination for long, before you even ask what does it mean. You even took it as if it's correct. Hmm? Is it not true? Many of them, when you now grow up, you now started asking, what does this thing mean? But you have done it. You are willing to die for it. Meanwhile, you don't know what it meant. Is it not true? Have you not done penance before? Eh? What does it mean? Are you seeing where I'm going? So even though you did not understand which should have been and many of you didn't even go to seminary. Some, some of you that, you that went, some people didn't go. But they are still doing it. They are still living by it. It means that it is untaught, yet it is our code of living. It means that it's, it, we have been taught without reading a book or without entering a classroom. Is it not a teaching? A day we come, somebody might explain that thing for us. 
But for, for, for the time being, there was no explanation. So it's a teaching. And there is another one that doctrine is explained to you. This is what this thing means and this is why we do what we are doing and this is why this is important. These are the two ways. Are you getting the point? Yes, Show me my scripture. So when Jesus said that um, the word leaven here is actually doctrine. It means that Jesus is trying to say that there is something we can hold both as a teaching and in many contexts it might not be a teaching it might just be a lifestyle it will leaven the whole lump and then every other good thing you are doing will be bloated I mean in such a way that it cannot serve as a spiritual food remove your mind and remove your mind from the physical explanation of what bread is I'm talking about spiritual bread now in physical context it's actually a good thing for you to grow but in the physical context leave the word of God the way it is that is the way it will produce the result of God so when you add something to it even though you are saying something correct with your mouth huh? you can be talking to somebody and what you are telling him is actually his issue but there is a leaven added in that doctrine so therefore it will not produce the result of God you are not with me. I'm going to get to that scripture so that you will see. Huh? Somebody can rebuke you with leaven in it. Somebody can correct you with leaven in it. Somebody can show you love with leaven in it. <laughs> you are not with me. So I want to show. Somebody can serve in this house with leaven in it. Are you getting where I'm going now? Is service not a good thing? Somebody can pray with leaven in it. Somebody can teach the word with leaven in it. And the Bible says, once you find leaven, it leavens the whole lump. It means that that thing cannot achieve God's purpose as a spiritual meal and food. The leaven should not touch it. Because if the leaven touches it, it will, it will affect the whole lump. It means that all our toil is wasted. In the context of God's standard and expectation, there is a leaven that entered it. You don't know how serious what I'm saying is. Very serious. In fact, one of the fundamental challenges we have is not bread. It is actually leaven. And when I mean this, I don't mean just teaching the word of God like hearing the word. That is not exactly what I mean. That is why I began to explain to you that Jesus is speaking about doctrine. And in this context, it's beyond what is being taught. It's actually a way that is being a way of life. For example, you are praying like this. And then you see me enter. And then you start. You have leaven. And that leaven has leavened up the whole lump. Just stop praying. Go and eat. If you are fasting, stop fasting. Because are you getting where I'm going? That little leaven is just something small. But it has bloated the whole lump. And that thing you are doing cannot stand as something that, that can sustain in the spirit. <laughs> you have now seen that this teaching is hard. Hmm? Jesus is not saying that the lump is not good. He's saying, what of the leaven? Turn to your neighbor and say, what of the leaven? What did he say? What did he say? Turn to the other guy to ask him, what of the leaven? What did he say? What did Buddha say? 
turn the person at the back, ask the person, what of the eleven? Turn to the person in front, ask the person, what of the eleven? Uh, everybody is pointing at you. Huh? So, Elijah and Precious Okaf are too big to do what I said. Huh? Ask Elijah, ask Precious, what of the eleven? Waiting talk. Huh? Amen. Luke chapter 13, verse 20. River flow, river flow, flow, river flow right now. River flow, river flow, flow, river flow right now. River flow. River flow, flow, river flow right now. River flow, river flow, flow, river flow right now. River flow. River flow, flow, river flow, right. Just close your eyes. Let's sing it seven times. Number one. River flow, river flow, flow, river flow, right. Number two. River flow. River flow, flow, river flow. Don't increase the volume. River flow, river flow, flow, river flow. Number four. River flow. River flow, flow, river flow, number five, river flow, river flow, flow, river flow, number six, river flow. River flow, flow, river flow, right now. Number seven, river flow, river flow, flow, river flow. Okay, look at this scripture. And again, he said. Whereunto shall I liken the kingdom of God? 
it is like what? It is like what? Which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal. I want another translation that will tell us exactly what these measures are. Joshua, are you here with us? What did I say now? You are an intelligent man, but I will still catch you. I will catch you. Don't worry. <laughs> ah, I promise you. <laughs> okay. I'm looking for a translation that will give us probably another word for that measure so that you understand what the scripture is actually saying there. Because when you hear three measures, what is three measures? Is it cup? Is it milk cup that they are using a jam rice in the mafia? I noticed that the cup is reducing in size. It's not the size it was when we were small. Huh? This, my sister is laughing. She sells in the market, so she understands. Hmm? So, I... <laughs> Amen. It is like yeast that a woman walks into. Hey, my God. Say after me, walks into. Have you heard of the fact that have you heard in the scripture that God anointed this person? How, how do they anoint self? In the Old Testament, how do they anoint? Hmm? So they'll bring the oil and pour on you, Abby. Huh? Will you show me in your Bible? Show me. Open it and show me. <laughs> you know, the thing about the oil in the Old Testament is not, it's not like this Goya oil that we call anointing oil now. The, the, that oil, the, anoint, the holy anointing oil, the, the oil is just housed as the solvent. That's why if you go and buy oil in the market, it's not anointing oil. What is important is what is in it. The, the oil is just a solvent. What you put inside is what is powerful. It's in your Bible. God told Moses how to prepare the anointing oil. Eh? He told him to bring the sweet calamus. How many, how many things did he tell him to bring? Add mere. Add what again? Eh? Yes, add what again? Hi, I will not go there. There are things you add. Those things there is what is making it powerful. God helping me, I think our next class will be on the anointing. If you don't, there is a particular way that anointing is made. When they finish adding those things inside the oil solvent, hmm? It will no more be. It will no more be fluid. It it will become very viscous. Hmm? So when they take it, the best way I can explain. Do you know grease? You know grease. Yes, That's actually how it looks like. So when you bring the anointing oil, you you, you don't pour it. You smear it. After me, smear. On table, bobo niche. 
Etego ubomonishe. Eh, They will rub it in. How many of you know what is bobonishe? What do they call bobonishe in your language? Eh? It's not a boniki ban, but I, I can I can relate a boniki ban small. Eh? It's not a boniki ban, but I can relate. Eh? There is nothing like bobonishe is all purpose. Stop that me all purpose machine gun. Everybody inside that our first aid box, go and buy Bobonisha and put inside. There are some things, these are their drugs. I don't care whatever they are doing, it's not going to do anything. What you are going to do is to put Bobonisha inside. The thing about Bobonisha, you can put it in water, put it in food, put it in wound, sneak it in oil, everything. Is it not true? Is a number one first aid two first aid kit two put it inside there, my friend. Hmm? Hmm. No appetite, bobonishi. Your body is paining you, bobon. Broken bone, open wound. <laughs> my, my mother said, <laughs> that, that's what our mothers and our that's what we saw from them. Meanwhile, my point is the oil that is made. So, when they bring that kind of oil, they rub it in. That's how they anoint. When the Bible is talking about the Lord is my shepherd and all that, you see, if you see how they anoint sheep, I hope you know, for the hair to they anoint sheep, they pour it on the sheep and they smear it inside. Rub it in. That's how God anoints a man. So that when you are anointed, we cannot dissociate it from yourself. It's inside. It was outside, but it was rubbed in. Oh my God! Meanwhile, the component of what was concocted for you is what you will manifest. You are anointed, but anointed with what? So I'm going to teach it next week. What we saw is for many people, when you come, you pray, people fall under power. Those ones are consistent. They are the solvent. What is now inside is what matters. Eh? I hope you know you can come and say, receive prayer power now, and somebody fall, he, won't, he will sleep in the night. But you say receive prayer power, and somebody fell. And we thought that he's falling means he has received prayer power. Abani 11 Akuba. <laughs> Pray about that you will receive as you are going. As you are going, you can't rest self. They will be begging you to eat that evening. A sister said, What did I do to her throughout the night? Are you getting it? So, that is what is happening here. The woman rubbed in this thing inside so that it can have effect. Meanwhile, when you look, what you will see is dough that is expanded. But the real thing is actually the leaven that is inside. Because that is what defines the shape. That is what defines the ultimate shape. Are you getting the point? Yes, sir. According to God, it is so important to him the shape of the bread that you eat. I'm speaking in spiritual context now. It is so important to him that he told them during the Passover that you should make sure 
that the bread you ate is without leaven. That the man that ate the bread that has leaven in it is not representing exactly what Christ is as our Paschal lamb, as our Passover. You are not representing what it is for you to take his body to eat. Are you getting what I'm saying? It has to be unleavened. Because captured within that thing is nothing that doesn't represent God. Huh? So before God dishes out bread, he will check. Within your own context, can we also say that this is what is represented in heaven? If you are with me so far, say amen. amen. My problem in this matter is that the bread is okay until we added what? And God helping me, I will show you the three fundamental levels in the New Testament. There are three kinds, there are three, three major kinds of leaven. Let's also see First Corinthians chapter 5, verse 6 to buttress our point. Paul said, your glory is not good. Use another translation so that they will understand what Paul meant by glory. You know, there are some words in the Bible that people like Victor will... You know, hey, there is a scripture I read one day and I say, wow, that they have collected my... Even though some people prayed with it and they had results. That's how big God is. You know, those days some people were many years ago, I think five or so years ago, that all these uh, hyper grace people started manifesting. Somebody said something. He used to be my friend those days. Go to the back and stand up. Hey! Shinikemu. You have received your own anointing. Anointings are bound. The one you cash, sometimes you cash the anointing. <laughs> the problem with sitting where the anointing is working is <laughs> when you sit in the environment of the anointing, you will catch it. A man of God. Hmm? Okay. Remind me what I was saying. Help me, help me, help me. So, some, I was t- somebody came and said that, one of my friends those days said that, eh, what this person said is not correct. It's not correct that he should say it this way. I said, but don't you see, don't you look, you are looking and you are seeing as if it seems as if God still manifested himself. That what you should do is to just um, have patience with him have a big heart with him and show him the right word to say. That what of the people that said the right word and nothing happened? It will mean that whatever is here, that this man has substance. It's just that he has not learned how to say the right word. If you are with me, say amen. amen. What I use is I told him, somebody came and said, I cast me out in the name of Jesus. And you don't get the point. You said you are casting yourself out. You met a demonized person and said, I cast me out. 
Meanwhile, the demon left. And then another person came and said, By the authority I have as a new creation in Christ Jesus, that God, by the blood of his Son, has delivered us from light, from darkness into light, and given us authority. And hereby we sit with him high above principality. Am I all an enemy? The demon now slapped you. It means that you have big mouth, big mouth. It means you are living a life of, even if you are a believer, you, you are living a life of indiscipline. Indiscipline is the general word for why demons don't obey us. <laughs> oh my God. Because you cannot say that the reality is not in Christ. You can't say that it's not yours in God. Is one in discipline somewhere. It's in your Bible. Amen. Your boasting, good. I prefer this word boasting now. Your boasting about this is terrible. Don't you realize that this sin is like a little yeast that spreads through the whole batch of dough? Are you getting the point? You know, in this kind of case, you can be doing something good. Probably in this place, we can be praying and all manner of things. We are praying, probably in Beterama, we are praying and they know us about prayer. And then, one level will now enter. Probably it can be competition. Hmm? So, this is what will happen. Listen to me. This is what will happen to show you. Hmm? During the corporate prayer, people will sleep. Or some of those people you think are sleeping, they are not. They will tell you they are not sleeping and they are correct. Let me tell you what they are doing. They, will, they are reserving their energy for their own personal prayer. So once the corporate prayer is over, you will see them one side, they will think, they are leaven. They are leavened lump. You see, everywhere is quiet now. <laughs> it is not, if I teach you will, you will put it in your life I'm not teaching you theory something happening day to day and that kind of bread cannot be useful for God you are not properly growing huh? that growth is like cancerous growth it's very big but it is caused by something inside I hope you know that cancer is making use of the body nutrient the, there is nothing he's doing that is not taken from the body but it is a catalyst inside that is taking advantage of the resources that is found within the body to grow the way you want. <laughs> oh my God. You have seen it now. Or you, did you not do it that time? Uh-huh. The, way, the way you answered, well, that means you have repented. Huh? There are people that even when they see that the corporate house is falling down. They don't care. Eh? Meanwhile, they think that there is something special that they are going to do. As long as God's project in co-presence is not achieved, what you are doing is rubbish. What you have is leaven. One day you will find out that you, are, you didn't just deceive, you were deceived. So those people remove themselves. And on their own, they are doing very big things. As long as on their own, they are making progress. Eh? 
I will show you the leaven. Huh? I will show you the leaven. That leaven is Herod's leaven. I will show you. Hmm? So you will see weak people, all kinds of things everywhere. And God puts that kind of person. You come and say, ah, what's my own? And then you'll be praying, doing his own, sorting his way, you know, aligning his path, clearing his path. As long as he has favor with Papa, as long as him and Papa is, as long as Papa is still saying you are doing well, and other, even if other people go down, even if they are not, my own is just to clear my path. You are eleventh personality. <laughs> there is a doctrine that you have found, and that doctrine can never make you will never become much prayer with leaven inside, much fasting with leaven inside. What you are doing is very good, but there is what leaven. We need to do purging. We need to, we need to remove it. We need to. If not, you will cry in five years time. You will cry in ten years time, because you will finish. You will see all the things you did. God will just take another person and put him in that position. That's when you found out that even though everything you did is good, that the problem is not what you did. The problem is that you refused to look at the leaven. And anytime God sees leaven, he will find another person, find another generation. Because it doesn't meet up to him. He has already said, if you want to cross over, eat unleavened bread. That is the fundamental requirement. Even if it's half measure you ate, let it be unleavened. Huh? You are not with me. You, you don't need to eat much. Let the small one you ate be what? Unleavened. Grow in the unleavened bread. If not, there is a doctrine that you will latch onto. And that doctrine will affect your work with God. Huh? After 10 years, you will see people you are doing more than and they are making progress. And you are wondering why you are not. It is because of leaven. Now, I'm, we are not saying that many things that you are doing is not good. Oh, should I stop? No, many things you are doing is good. But that leaven has, has messed up everything. It is no more accepted. And I'm trying to tell you that within this context, there are many usefulness that you can be, you, you, you can still be used. Either used by God or used by Satan or used by men, but you will be useful. You will still have your gift, your talent, your anointing. Huh? But you are a, in the spirit, you are a loose cannon. God will quickly find a strategy to be sidelining you and putting you aside. Hmm? The reason is because if you manifest in such a way, you are teaching a generation something. Very soon, people will begin to pattern their work around that. If so be, are you with me? Yes, that the way you are doing is the way you should be done. Okay, let all of us be doing it. <laughs> you see, this my teaching is hard now. River flow. River flow. Do you know sometimes God will want you to pray corporate prayer and his job is so that others will look up to you. But when you come to corporate prayer, you hide. You now, you will take your Bible and hide and go one place and study and come back and use style and be deceiving and gisting with others so that only you will be growing in the spirit. Look at how your wisdom became foolishness. You are 11th personality. 
<laughs> Your doctrine. You know that is a teaching. Because when you stay long enough, it will start affecting others. When you stay long enough, it will affect every other thing you are doing. It will grow big. But it is leavened. And it is hard when the lump has already fully leavened. We need to remove it now before we go to the oven. We need to remove it now before we go to the oven. Some of you are about to go to the oven. We need to remove it. It can spoil a great thing that God wants to do. And many times you look at yourself, you will, you will not see it. Eh? But when you climb high or we come to teachings, it seems as if God is pointing, he's doing surgery, so trying to touch something. Meanwhile, as of the present, it might not be yet disastrous. It's the future they saw. It's when the lump has grown. That's when we say, Hey! Leaven. And the catastrophe it can bring is too much. Remember that when Jesus was giving this parable, he said, what shall we liken the kingdom to? Is it not true? Yes, so what I'm saying, I'm not talking about unbelievers. No, no, no. I'm, this is a believer's teaching. This is a believer's meeting. If you, are not, if you are an unbeliever, if you are not born again, this is not for you. In fact, I'm talking to people that has even had a walk with God. I'm not even talking to people that has not passed discipleship class. I'm talking to people that has learned one or two things about God, the scripture, the things of the spirit. Some people that are already in ministry, that have made progress. This is the people we are talking about. Are you getting the point? Uh, okay. Show me. Okay, let me see. Okay, show me verse 7, please. Just go to KJV. I prefer KJV. Now he said, Purge therefore the old what? Leaven. That he may be what? A new law. As ye are what? Unleavened. For even Christ, our Passover, is what? Sacrifice. You know, this thing that we read here, um, touch that pastor, he said, this thing that we read here now is very big. For us to explain it, we might have to go to the Old Testament and analyze what is Passover. What happened within the season of Passover. Every single thing that God told them to abide and keep has a spiritual meaning. Are you getting the point? There are things he told them to drop. That means coming into this new possibility of God. There are things acceptable. But within this context, it is no more acceptable. It will spoil the whole thing. Many good things that we do, but it spoils it. <laughs> If my teaching is hard, just tell me to stop. Many good things, but it's poetic. And when it grows big, people can be looking at it. Don't get frustrated, oh young man of God, in the next five years, in the next 10, 15 years. When you seem as if nothing is, no, the things, in fact, including the one that God told you, this one is not what you expect. No, God told you, but you are not seeing it. It's because Along the line, you did not purge out some leaven. You did not. So there are many good things that you are doing. But it cannot fit in as a spiritual bread that God will use to serve. Okay. 
For even Christ, our Passover is sacrificed for us. Let one more verse. One more verse. Therefore, let us keep what? Not with what? Neither with the leaven of what? And but of and so it's easy for you to relate with now. Is it not true? Let's read this verse again two times. One, two, ready, go. Uh huh. Uh huh. Again. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. There is no bigger teaching than this. Every big and bogus teaching is hanging on this. Without this, eh? even if you hear about territorial priesthood, is wasted. Is wasted. Hmm? God can use you mightily like this if He finds sincerity. I'm telling you. You can fast and have bad head. That boy is concurring with what I'm saying. Even, even, you know, mechanic, there is oil, they call damage oil. Is it not true? Even damage oil, you know, go for for your head. Condemn oil, you know, go for. after me sincerity it is unleavened bread nothing was added nothing was added inside hmm? we do not serve so that we will be seen that's why we we have to do heart check all the time and sometimes you are not able to do it you will have to submit to the holy spirit hmm? Because if you check today, we can check from this side and you are okay. But if we check from this side, you might not be okay. Heart, sincerity. Huh? Why did you join ushering units? Huh? I know we are all serving God, but why did you join media units now? Why did you join choir now? Do you know somebody is planning to join choir because they are now singing every day now? It's 11. You are 11 lump. You are 11 lump now. You know why I can say this? God called me to say it. And I can look at all of you eye to eye and save your future. Save you from wasting your time. And in case... You don't feel good about it. It's easy to stop than to be coming here. Here is for sincere people. I want to make sure that I don't lose any person. How can you stay in revival hub and you are looking for something else except Jesus? You are wasting time. God doesn't know you. Me, I don't know you. We can only meet where Jesus can have all of us. Eh? And in case you are here and you have another thing, you are the son of Satan. I don't know you. And I'm not ashamed to say it because Jesus had 12 and he said amongst the 12 that one is Satan's womb. But the ones you gave me, I held them. 
I can't lose the people that God gave me. Never. I will not. I can't. I intercede and pray for every one person. I didn't start today. I started interceding for people under me from campus days more than 12 years ago. I will write down all of them. I can show you my daughter. All the names of all of them are there. I interceded for all of them. And I still do it today. It was during my intercession that I began to ask God 8 to 10 years ago, give me the mighty men like that of David. I prayed that prayer for more than 7 years. So people come like this and they see all my men very strong. It is not by luck. It's prayer. It's, I desired it and cried, interceded. I didn't see it immediately. It took almost 10 years. But I began to see it now. If you don't sort out leaven, you will not answer why you are here. Yes. Why are you serving Jesus? What if Mike didn't come? Will you? Are you getting the point? What if we finish doing this thing and you didn't become popular or rich? Will you construct a doctrine according to your own subjective experience in God? Hmm? And I hope you know you can find enough scriptures to support your departure. It is because even though there are many things we are doing, they are good. And it's hard because when you look around, there are many good things happening. Are, we are doing, but there is leaven in it. So we don't know. Are you getting the point? We don't know how. But it's still leaven. And if you allow it over some time, the whole lump. Sincerity. Truth. Turn to your neighbor. Tell your neighbor sincerity. sincerity. Truth. Turn to the other side, sincerity. sincerity. Then truth. truth. I know sincerity is not everything, but it's the foundation. The foundation. You can be sincere and die, you, but at least start with sincerity. <laughs> In the name of Jesus Christ. Okay. I think we are going to stop here. Tomorrow we will continue. Just bow down your head and pray. In the name of Jesus Christ. That beyond the words of the preacher, that the Lord will reveal yourself to you. Why can't you wait for one more minute so that I will share grace? Tell that sister on red that is trying to leave. Just pray for one minute. River flow. River flow. Where is the leaven in my labors? Help me to find them, oh God. Where is the leaven in my labors? God will help us to deal with the leavens in our labors. River flow. River flow, oh. Oh, river flow right now. River flow, river flow, flow, river flow right now.
River flow, river flow, flow, river flow right now. River flow, river flow, flow, river flow right now. Thirty more seconds. Be serious. River flow, <laughs> river flow. River flow, river flow, flow, river flow right now. River flow, river flow, flow, river flow right now. River flow, river flow, flow, river flow right now. River flow, river flow, flow, river flow right now.